Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number three, zero, three, three hundred and three. You're damn right. And thank you, you bastards, for coming back. Every last one of the bastard army. Thank you for the love. Thank you for coming back, you bastards. <laughs> Folks, I'm I'm actually recording this a little earlier in the day than I normally would. Normally, I try to record this, you know, somewhere between somewhere between four and six or four and seven on Sundays is when I put this all together. But I'm doing this a little bit earlier because I want to be able to watch the AFC and the NFC championship games without any thing in front of me. I don't want to be watching them going, oh, oh, damn it. I have to record my podcast. I don't want it to be like that. I wanted to do this early. So I'm doing this earlier in the day than I normally would. I'm looking forward to these games. One of my hometown teams in one of them. And uh, I don't give two craps about the other three teams to hell with them. But, uh, you know, it's it's really, really cool when you have your one of your teams, your hometown team is playing and you want to just watch the game and enjoy the game. And I'm not one of those people that gets depressed when my team loses. I go, ah, that sucks. And then I go on with my life, you know, and if they win, I'm like, yeah, I celebrate. And then I go on with my life. When I was younger, when my team lost, man, that ruined the whole week. I didn't even want to look at the newspaper. I remember when my hometown team lost. It wasn't even a a playoff loss. It wasn't a loss that was important at the time. They had won a whole bunch of games in the row. They were in first place, but they lost. And I literally bought my newspaper, found the pages that had all the information about the loss on it, crumpled them damn things up and threw them in the trash. Didn't listen to sports radio. None of that crap. The whole week, that's how bad it was. But as I say, I'm not like that now. So I'm going to look forward to watching these games that are going to come on today and I can't wait to dig them. But it reminds me of something that happened to me a long time ago. Like nowadays, you got Uber, you got the Internet, and you got all that kind of stuff. But back then, we did not have that. And I'm going to explain something to you. You see, right now, I'm going to be watching these games with me and maybe one or two other people. No big deal. Back then, I it was like I almost had to have all my boys around me, you know, and everybody it would be large groups of people watching the games. We'd all be sitting there. We have our little a hat on or a jersey on or something like that. And everybody would be trash talking. And there's always that one person who's there who really doesn't have a team. It's just that they want to have whatever team will annoy the most people in the room. He's a or she is a big fan of that team because they repeat the crap. That person, they're always there. But it's fun. It's fun. Right. But the problem with that is that when you have a bunch of people over to your house, it's usually because it's an occasion. That means everybody else on the block has a lot of people at their house, too, which means there's a lot of cars, which means the parking is at a premium. And what happens inevitably when you have a bunch of people there, you run out of grub because your friends are greedy bastards. They're hoagie sucking, soda drinking, beer slurping bastards that eat all of your crap. And you have to get more stuff. You have to get more stuff. And I'm telling you right now, when you know that this parking is at a premium, the last thing you want to do is have to go out of the damn house and try to get some more stuff. 
Because if you move your car, you know what that means. When you come back, your spot won't be there. And not only are you spending money that you didn't necessarily plan on spending, but now you got to drive around the block 47 times hoping somebody moves so you could take their spots like a grown-up version of musical chairs. Or you got to park so far away and then you got to convince one of your loser friends to get his punk ass or her punk ass up and help you drag that crap down the street because you're buying stuff that you wouldn't have to buy for that greedy punk ass in the first place those greedy pieces of crap i digress so you don't want to go through that i hate going through that everybody has to go through that when it's snowing outside and you dig your car out isn't that the most infuriating thing in the world you go through the problem of digging your car out your back's a little sore you got a little your hands are hurting a little bit because you got to dig out all of that crap you come back in the house oh i gotta go get something you go to the store you come back and you're already dreading having to put your car back into that stupid parking space because you didn't dig it all the way out you dug out just enough for you to get your car out and for you to get your car back in you know you did none of you actually digs the whole thing out and if you say you do do me a favor because i can't do it slap the crap out of yourself for lying back to the story so you go to the store you get your crap and then you're heading back and you're dreading having to back your car back into the spot but you gave yourself enough space you gave yourself enough space to back into the spot yes you did yes you did so you drive onto the block and somebody's in your spot that bastard you rotten mother jumper. I want somebody to pass a law. To pass a law that if you dig out a spot for yourself and you go someplace and you come back and somebody's in your spot, you should be able to for the next three months slap the crap out of that person at least five times. Right. You got to do it within a 90 day period. You can slap the crap out of them five times in a row or you can slap the crap out of them. Wait a little while. Wait a couple of weeks. Show up at their job and they'll go, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, no, you're the slap the crap. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And slap the crap out of them again and say, I'll see you three more times, punk. You should be able to do that because that would stop those bastards from parking in your spots. Knowing me, I'd slap the crap out of them once and they go, okay, take care of yourself. And they wouldn't see me at all for a whole chunk of time. And then on the 89th day, I'd wait until they were about to get it on with their woman. And I'd come busting out of the closet like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn, man. And then I'd slap the crap out of them. And then I'd leave. And he'd go, man, that guy's crazy. But I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> Didn't I just tell you that was the 89th day? On the 90th day, I'd wait till the at the urinal and I come up behind them smack and slap the crap out of them again and, I, and then they, as they're walking back to their desk I'd slap the crap out of them again and then as I was leaving I'd go okay I'm out of here oh, that guy's crazy and I'd run back in real quick and slap the crap out of him I said I was going to get all five slaps you bastard don't park in front of my crap anymore and then I'd go home don't judge me it's my fantasy my podcast shut up punks back to the story so we're at the house, we're watching the game, and there's so many cars parked around. Nobody wants to move their car. Nobody wants to go to the store. Nobody wants to do that crap. Least of all me, it was my spot, man. Right? And parking in Los Angeles is a huge pain in the ass, even in front of your own spot. It was my spot. But we had to do it. We had to get something. And then I thought about it. I said, wait a second. 
Now, the whole idea is we have to get the grub and get the grub back here for the game. Right. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean we any of us has to move our cars. Right. What do you mean? I've got an idea. And of course, being the double genius that I am, I, of course, came up with the most incredible idea of all time. Oh, you're damn right. You know what I did? I said, ha ha. How about this? We'll go to a 7-Eleven. I know the snacks are going to cost more there. I know the snacks are going to cost more there. But we go to 7-Eleven. How's that solving the problem? I'll tell you how it solves the problem, you dumb bastard. Call a cab. Huh? Well, how are we going to get back? With a cab. So we're going to call a cab, go to a 7-Eleven, buy a whole bunch of stuff that costs too much, and then call a cab and have them come back? No, dum-dum. That's not what we're going to do. You see, I've... There's a thing with cab services. Anybody who I'm a comedian, so I travel a lot. Anybody who knows anything about traveling knows that in the cab business, they have a thing called and you might want to write this down if you didn't know about it. Wait and return. That's right. You can literally call up a cab company and ask for a wait and return. You can tell me you want to go someplace, have the cab wait for you with the meter running. You get the thing you're supposed to be getting. You get back into the cab and then the cab takes you back to your house. That's a wait and return. You're damn right. Now, that sounded like a good idea at the time. It really did. And if I said, hey, uh, I'm at, uh, I forgot what my old address was, Franklin Street or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I need a wait and return. And what's the second address, sir? The second address is blah, 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 blah Street. Okay, so we have a wait and return. We're going to pick you up at whoop-de-whoop Street. We're going to go to whoop de blah Street. You're going to get out and then you're going to wait. We're going to have the cabbie wait outside. And then you're going to come back out and take you back to whoop-de-whoop Street. Exactly. See, normally that's not a problem, but very rarely does somebody call a cab company and ask for a wait and return to a 7-Eleven. Sounds kind of suspicious, doesn't it? I would think it was suspicious if I was a cab company. If somebody called, yeah, uh, I'm calling from this address. I need somebody to take me to a 7-Eleven. You know, those stores that get robbed a lot. And then wait outside as I go in there suspiciously and come back out with a lot of merchandise in my hand. Hello? Why'd you hang up? So I go through 27 cab companies, all of which probably have called the police and will be sending them to my house. <laughs> and I finally get one cab company and she goes, well, 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 excuse me, sir. What are you talking? You want to wait and return to a 7-Eleven? Sir, I don't even I, I just don't know if that's a good idea. And then I explained to her, I said, listen. We're watching the AFC and the NFC championship games. I'm not moving my car. I just want some, the cabbie to take me to the 7-Eleven, wait outside. I'm going to buy some snacks and we're going to, I'm going to go back to the house and then that'll be it. That's the only reason I'm calling. Oh, that's actually a genius, genius move. That's a double genius move. There's only one person who's capable of coming up with a move that incredible and genius. Wait a second. Are you S. Anthony Thomas? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I am. Oh my God. I'm, I'm such a big fan of whatever you're doing at this time because as you tell this story, you forgot what part of your career you're talking about well at this particular time i'm, I'm doing stand-up the podcasting thing had been had not been created yet what's a podcast you won't know about that for about 15 years then why are you talking about it give me a break honey i'm trying to tell a story on my podcast what never mind send the cab <laughs> that part didn't happen <laughs> so they send the cab 
and I take a friend with me and we go to the 7-Eleven and we get in there. We grab the snaps, snacks. I actually grabbed a couple of extra snacks for the cabbie, gave him some, some of the snacks, gave him some extra bread. It gave him a good tip. It was great. And then we went back home. Problem solved. That's what I do. I solve problems. Fortunately, today, I don't have to worry about that. But I was just thinking about this. Maybe 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 you can relate to this. You know, how sometimes when you go to people always talk about, you know, you have the right woman. If you're in the if you're getting if she's in the car and you'll walk around to the pass to the driver's side of the car and she reaches over and unlocks the door, you know, you got a good woman. And that's when you know you got a good woman. You know what? That movie, that test has been in too many movies. And even women that are bad know that move. You can have a woman that's like, I'm planning on killing him later on tonight, but I'm going to make him think I'm a good woman by opening up this door. He doesn't realize that when we get back to his house, I'm going to beat him to death with a hammer. And he's thinking, man, she's a good, good woman. She reached over and opened up the door for me. Why is she drawing a target on the side of my head and swinging that hammer, making practice swings toward my head with that hammer? Ah, it doesn't matter. I would be suspicious normally, but she did reach over and open the door, so I'm pretty sure it's okay. <laughs> Moving on. But I'm telling you, that test has been in too many movies and too many people know about it. And S me, S me, the S machine, your friend, the S Anthony Thomas machine, the S master, the owner of this podcast and your podcast hero, me, has a better test that you can test women and women. You can test your man. It doesn't matter. This is not a gender specific test, damn it, because I have basically because my audience is 51 percent men, 49 percent women. So I'm going to suck up to everybody. <laughs> Shouldn't have told you that back to the story. Here's a real test to find out whether or not the woman or the man you're with is a normal person. Someone you can date, enjoy banging, a wonderful person, someone maybe you can raise a family with, maybe someone that you can have a good time with, maybe someone you could be just a really a long-term boyfriend or girlfriend or a living. This is the kind of test from the S machine that help your punk asses out. Are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Thank you, people in different countries listening to this crap. Here it is. It's the 7-Eleven test. The 7-Eleven test for significant others, damn Bring out those notepads like I told you before for the cab move. Um, flip the page because this is double genius as well. And it will help you out. Take your significant other into a 7-Eleven. Go in for something specific. Say, hey, honey, let's get some coffee at the 7-Eleven. Sure. Fantastic. And then you go into the 7-Eleven and you buy the thing. And you do what everybody does when you go into the 7-Eleven. I've never seen someone say they're going into the 7-Eleven for a thing and walk out with just that thing. You can't do it. It's impossible. That's why that business is successful. You can't do it. Every time I've ever gone in the 7-Eleven to just get coffee, my punk ass always walks out with not a donut. Well, I don't eat donuts anymore because I'm trying to lose weight. But back then, donuts, you know, or I walk out with a cookie or something. Or I'd walk out with one of those little burritos, something that I walked out the damn 7-Eleven with. Because if you can walk into the 7-Eleven, you know damn well you ain't walking out with just the thing you walked in with. And all the women I've been with in my life, and I've been with some women. <laughs> That's right. I'm 49 years old and I've had sex at least 14 times. <laughs> I'm editing that part out. Back to the story. 
I take the woman in every last one of me going there and she would always and they always would grab something else. You know, since I'm here, I'm going to grab a bag of chips. Since I'm here, I'm going to grab a pie. Since I'm here, I'm going to grab a since I'm here, I'm going to grab a is music to my ears because I know the woman I'm with. The woman I'm with is just a normal, wonderful human being. Ladies, it should be the same thing for you. You take a guy to the 7-Eleven and he walks into the 7-Eleven and you're just getting coffee and he's going to do the same thing I do. You know, since I'm here, I got this coffee. I ain't going to drink this coffee without a damn donut. I'm not going to drink this coffee without a damn cookie. I'm gonna not going to drink this coffee without a damn pie. I'm not going to drink this coffee without, without a damn brownie. I'm not going to drink this coffee without this, without baby gibbling and all of that crap. But my first relationship with someone who was nuts out of their damn mind and I hadn't developed this double genius test yet was somebody, somebody who we walked into the 7-Eleven. I walked in to get coffee. We, she went in to get coffee at the same time. And I got, I said, just since I'm here, I might as well get, I might as well get this brownie. I'm going to eat this brownie with the coffee. That's what I'm going to do. And she goes, no, I'm just okay with the coffee. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, just just coffee. I just came in for coffee and I'm only going to get coffee. Mm-hmm. That should have been a red flag. If you ever see anybody walk into a 7-Eleven for a thing and I'm walking out with just that thing, you got to realize that that person is a damn sociopath. Who in the world is that disciplined? Who in the world has that type of focus? Who in the world is locked in on something so specifically that they have the willpower to walk into a 7-Eleven and not walk out with nothing else? I'll tell you who. A sick, disgusting bastard. That's who. From that moment, I should have known not to take my eyes off of her crazy ass. There was something about her that I just knew something was wrong. Right? I have friends that were in the army, probably took SEAL training or some kind of specialized training where they can train themselves that they can shoot some stuff when people, stuff was blowing around them, blowing up around them. They could take torture and all of that crap. If you catch them, they name ranking serial numbers, all you're getting from me. I'm not giving up any secrets. I don't care how bad you treat me. I got Vietnam vet friends and went through all sorts of horrible crap and didn't give up any secrets and came back with medals and all of that crap and all of that stuff real superhero type people and even they go into 7-eleven like look i can take torture in a, in a, in a foreign jail and i can I, I can get into fist fights and knife fights and double fights and focus and drink i can swim underneath the air the water and with, with, a, with a with a seal in my mouth and then carrying a knife and some bombs and all that kind of crap but damn it if i'm going into 7-eleven i buy some coffee i can't help myself i got to get a cookie man and that's them but her, no, just yeah, just the coffee. I'm telling you, I should have known right then and there that she was nuts. And I had my lady friends who were just friends, and it was the same thing. They go into the Seven Eleven with a guy and the bastard just bought a coffee, didn't want nothing else, and as it turns out, that bastard was nuts. Come home all of a sudden you come into your house, you give the girl a key because you're going on the road to do some gigs. And he said, do me a favor. Could you just stop by my house? Because it's on the way to your house. Could you just stop by my house for like five minutes? Flick the lights on and flick the light off because I want people to see that somebody's in the house. Because if I'm, if I'm out of the house, I'm doing some gigs for a couple of weeks. I don't want people to know that I'm not there. I want them to see that people are there so nothing happens to my house. Oh, no problem. Right. 
And then you get the key back. Here's your key back. I'm glad you're back from the road. I'm glad everything's safe. Uh, yes, let's celebrate by banging. And then you celebrate by banging the crap out of each other because your boyfriend and girlfriend, no big deal. She can come in whenever she wants. Not a problem. She already told her, look, you show up. You don't have to call to show up. It's not like I got other women here. No big deal. Whenever you want, you can call and show up. You know what I mean? Right? Because back then, letting a woman just show up whenever she wanted to without calling is the equivalent of now letting a woman look through your phone. It just means she can show up whenever she wants to. And if she knows she can show up whenever she wants to, then she knows you don't have a woman at the house that you're banging on the side because you don't know when she's coming. So that was a vote of confidence for her. But I shouldn't have voted for confidence for her because she was out of her damn mind. And I found out later on she was out of her damn mind. How did I know? I'll tell you. Right. I do some gigs that are local, local gigs, you know, the kind of gigs where you don't stay overnight. You could stay overnight, but you come home the same day because why not? It's only three hours. Not a big deal. You want to sleep in your own bed after being a double genius on the road, making strangers laugh as what, which is what I do. And I come back and she made a mistake and thought I was going to be gone longer. She thought I was going to stay over, oh, over night because that was my original plan. Oh. And she had given me the key back and it never occurred to me since I gave her the vote of confidence by letting her show up whenever she wanted to without calling. It never occurred to me because I was a dumb bastard at the time. A dumb bastard. Did I mention I was a dumb bastard? I was a dumb bastard and my dumb bastard ass didn't even occur to me that the crazy ass would make a copy of my key. And she made a copy of my key because when I walked in the house, I walked in. I walked in and I was I was going to just walk in the house. I'll be honest with you, because I was going to call her up and do a little booty call action. Hey, girl, what you doing? Why don't you come over and let me slice that butt? Yeah, because back then I talked like that. And right now I would say, come on, girl, let me let me nibble on them butt cheeks. I would say that. OK, it's kind of the same thing, but it, it, but it sounds more romantic when you say nibble. You know, the mind your business. I should edit this part out. Also, don't judge me. F y'all back to the story. So I walk into the house and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put my stuff down. You know, maybe I'll listen to, you know, listen to a couple of the first couple of minutes that he acted. And I recorded because that's where the new stuff was. You know, then I call my girl, see if I can get her to come over here and put that work in. And <laughs> I hear something in the bedroom. And I'm thinking, oh, no, somebody broke in. Well, somebody's about to get their ass whooped. I pulled out my billy club. I bust into my bedroom and I'm about to bust somebody's head open. And it's her. And she's going through my drawers. And when I say drawers, I don't mean underwear. She was actually going through the drawers of of, of my you know, in the bedroom. I mean, she may have gone through my drawers. I don't know what I mean. That That's kind of I don't uh, never mind. None of your business. And I'm looking at her and I got the billy club in my hand and I'm going, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I just came over here to surprise you. <laughs> and then she starts taking her clothes off and I jumped on top of her and we banged the crap out of each other. I knew she was lying, but you know, I mean, when am I, I still wanted some, some delicious buttocks, so I, I banged her anyway. <laughs> I was in my 20s, mind your business. Then again, I'm in my 40s. And if I came to my house and my girlfriend was standing there and said, hey, would you mind coming over here and banging me? I, of course, would, you know jump on top of her and bang the crap out of her then argue because i'm smart enough even then i was smart enough to, to, to do the, to do the banging first then the fighting that's another thing i want to teach you guys never fight with the woman when she wants to do some banging you do the banging first then the fighting lesson over back to the story and I said, hey, wait a second. You thought I was going to be gone. What do you do? And how did you get in here in the first place? Once again, I had already been banging. We'd done the, we actually, we banged three times. And then I started, I was really smart then because 
technically I would bang once and then fight, but I went, I think I'm going to bang her three times and then fight because banging is fun. Back to the story. What are you doing in here? The key. I thought you gave me the key back. I made a copy of the key because I didn't want you to, you know, I mean, just in case, you know, you were gone and you wanted me to come into your house when you weren't around. And, and, you know, because I, I, I wasn't trying to be slick or anything like that. It's just because I just, you know, I said, yeah, you know what that, you know, I just thought about that. You know, that's, that is true because that was, you know, that's really, really good thinking. I was still actually angry with her, but she was still naked. So of course, I banged her two more times and then started then restarted the fight. I can't believe you. I, what do you mean I, I'm going to be out of town? If I was out of town, I would have already given you the key. I'm really upset with the fact that you would bust be in my house like that. And, and I really are having a hard time trusting you right now. And she said, I am so sorry. Maybe I should leave. And she got up to leave. And when she got up, she was standing there naked. So, of course, I said, you know what? Come here for a second. You probably know what happened. Exactly. Banged her two more times. And then I said, OK, now you can leave. And she says, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. You think you can bang me a bunch of times and I'm going to leave just because you got what you wanted? And I said, <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> I recorded this secretly and from the, from the uh, you got what you wanted too. <laughs> that part is also weird. I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. F y'all back to the story. So as it turns out, she broke into my house because she wanted to see if I was seeing someone else. Broke into my house. He made the copy of the key. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. <coughs> I like to keep my podcast real. And no, I'm not editing that out because I don't edit crap like that out. I keeps it real. You bastards. Back to the story. And I said, you know what? I, I feel bad. I, maybe I shouldn't just I shouldn't have been just thinking about my physical needs and banging the crap out of you. And then argument. I think we should really just have a real conversation right now with no banging. Just let's talk like human beings. And she goes, you know, I had a hard time. You know, I have a trust issues because the last guy I was with, you know, he wasn't a comedian or anything like you, but he was. He did travel for sales and, you know, he would go on the road and he would have sex with these women, you know, and, and all of that kind of thing. And I said, listen, I understand you had a bad time in the past. OK, but I'm a different person. I don't bang people when I have a girlfriend, okay? I only bang my girlfriend, and right now, you're my girlfriend, okay? So you don't have to worry about me banging anyone else. I I know that now because I already went through everything in your entire house, and I actually had a friend of mine at the phone company do some traces on your phone, and I realized that you only talk to people that I actually know, and the only we, we had, I had my friend who's an FBI agent run down the numbers of all the people you talk to, and you only talk to relatives and friends. So I really, really trust you now, and there's really no reason for me to do anything like that. In fact, um, between the bangings, because you actually talk, you know, when you when you banged me the second time, you went to sleep, and I made a phone call, and I called off my brothers who were going to come over here and viciously beat you to death. I told them that you were a good guy, and to not come over and viciously beat you. Now, granted, they already slashed your tires, and I've already written a check for the for the new tires. I I put it on the thing there, so you can, you know, I feel bad about that. And uh, my mom, um. Well, she's going to send you a fruitcake in the mail. Um, she, I was mad at you at the time, so it's got a lot of poison in it. So don't eat it. Just throw it in the trash. You know, you know, what, you know what you should probably do? You should probably break it up and put it through the 
break it up and put it through the garbage disposal, but not all at a time, because it's probably going to be enough poison in that to really, really mess up the stomachs of anyone who I don't even know if they can really get all the poison out of the water system. So um, so if I were you, I would, I would chop it in about 20 pieces and once a week, put one piece down the garbage disposal because that the, the, the poison density in the 20 pieces, it will be enough to go through the system without killing anybody. And definitely, like I said, don't put it in the trash can because if a dog comes up, I mean, one bite, that dog's dead. The dog is just dead. Also, when you put the poison down the garbage disposal, make sure you're wearing gloves because my mother does not play with poisons. I mean, she is just, I mean, she got some good poisons. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. How did you get out of that? How did you get out of that relationship with that weirdo without her entire family beating you up or poisoning you or her using her people in power to jack you up? You know what I did? I started to act like I wanted a really serious relationship. I started to become really needy. And I'm not a needy guy just being in the beginning to begin with, but I became very needy, right? I made sure to call her at work a whole bunch of times, right? And when I finished, when we would get it on, I would, you know, women like to snuggle after, but they only like to snuggle for like 15 minutes. I would snuggle her for like an hour. And then when she would make an excuse to get up and she'd go into the other room, I'd go in and wrap her up again. And and I start talking about how I wanted to have 15 kids. And damn it, I'm not. And she goes, you don't really want 15 kids. I'm serious. I want 15 kids she goes that's that's a lot of kids to have i said i know so we might as well get started now and i picked up the box of condoms and started handing over to the trash can she goes what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing and i said damn it i'm gonna have these 15 kids and and, and, and then what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get a job that's right next to your job and i'm gonna come over and we're gonna have lunch every day and then i'm gonna come over and give you a back rub on your break and then what i'm gonna do and then i'm gonna make friends with all your friends and they get back again i just started going over the top with it and then she got rid of me <laughs> you're damn right you don't just listen to this podcast for the laughs, damn it. You listen to it because I can help you, you bastards. I taught you the trick about the cab. I taught you the 7-Eleven trick. And I just taught you how to get rid of a significant other if the significant other's nuts. All you got to do is be more nuts than your significant other who's nuts. Who else would help your punk asses out like that in their podcast? Other podcasts probably just tell you jokes. I tell you jokes. I tell tell you stories and I help your punk asses out because that's what S. Anthony does. That's me. You're damn right. So, folks, as you get ready to watch the NFC, the AFC championship games, just remember the lessons that I taught you and just remember that the S machine, that would be me, loves every last one of you bastards. <laughs> Segment over. All right, everybody, let me, let me ask you this. This is something I wanted to, I've been wanting to talk to you about. And I wasn't even going to a- actually put this into the podcast, but this actually happened to me today. Um, <laughs> I like to call it Bluetooth improv. That's what I call it. My friends know that I call it Bluetooth improv. And I think a lot of you have probably done some semblance of this at some point. Um, you ever pretend like you, you ever just pick up your phone and start talking into your phone, even though your phone's not really on and no one's called just because there are people around you trying to engage you in conversation you have no interest in and you just want them to shut the hell up. So you pick up your phone and you start talking into your phone and then you walk away from them. 
Well, I got news for you. That's kind of what happened to me, right? See, the thing is, you, you can't do the same thing with your headphones. If you have your, your headphones in your phone, you know, the the ones that you, you know, you can actually make phone calls with it. But for the most part, you're really listening to music or something like that. And people don't mind interrupting your music. People, if you're sitting there with your, with your earphones on, people will walk up to you and, and, and they can literally, they can even hear the music coming through your speakers and they will interrupt you to ask you some stupid question or to try to engage you in conversation. And they just don't give a crap. I guess they figure, well, it's just music. It's not like I'm interrupting a person on the other end of the line. Not a problem. Let me just interrupt this person. I don't know with stupid crap. But what I started to notice was if you have a Bluetooth in your ear, and you start talking into the Bluetooth, they give it phone level respect. And if they give it phone level respect, they will literally go, oh, okay, okay, mm, yeah, sure, 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 and walk away from it because you think you're on the phone. And they know you do wanna, don't want to be bothered. And I tell you, I take advantage of that a lot, my friends. I forgot how easy it was to do that. And the day I didn't have my earphones, I had my Bluetooth in and somebody came up to me and they started some some stuff. And I like to talk to people. I do. I'm a professional comedian. I'm a professional podcaster. I do this. And I love talking to people and conversing with people and hanging out with people and kicking it with people. I'm a people person, you bastards. But let me tell you something. If the people, the person that I'm talking to was the jackass in the D-bag, then I don't want to talk to that person. Why? I just told you they're a jackass in a D-bag. Not interested. I want to move on. You can't do it with music, like I said, but you can, you can do it with your phone. And if you got a Bluetooth in your ear, it's wonderful. You can do what I like to refer to as, like I said, the beginning of this segment, Bluetooth improv. You tap your ear, you pretend like somebody called, and then you start in a conversation. Normally, that's enough. Normally, that's enough for the average non-weirdo, non-a-hole, non-piece of crap to realize, oh, that person's on the phone. I'm going to leave him alone. <laughs> but there's always the rare human being who will literally stand there looking at you the same way a child would look at you when the child, you never, you have, if you have a child or you have young relatives where you have to answer a phone and the child is standing right there and they have that look in their face like they're just pausing their conversation because they assume that the phone call that you have is going to be very quick. Like, I'm going to be right there or I'll call you back in an hour. You know what? He's not here right now. They're expecting that. Well, this was a grown a-hole person staring at me like, that while I was doing my fake conversation into the damn Bluetooth and I was expecting the dumb bastard to walk away. So I just did some punk ass like, oh yeah, hey Bill, ha <laughs> ha, yeah, that's pretty interesting, Bill. And then the bastard wouldn't leave. And as I walked away, he kind of came with me. I'm like, why is this guy walking with me? I didn't come into this place with him. I don't know this bastard. Why is he following me around? Oh no, this bastard is literally going to follow me around because he wants to jump Jump right back into the dumbass conversation that he wants to have with me that I don't want to have with him, that bastard. So I'm walking around looking like I'm picking up some stuff at the store and his punk ass is, hey, yeah. And he's starting to like nod an acknowledgement like he's rah, rah, sis, boom, bang, the stuff that I'm saying to the person that's not really there on the phone in the first place. He's actually getting engaged in this fake ass conversation, this dumb bastard. 
So now that I realize he's paying a close attention to what I'm actually saying, I have to actually now pretend to be having a damn conversation, including reacting to the person on the other end of the phone that's not really there. So not only do I have to say stuff, I have to mentally pretend the other person is saying stuff and then react to the stuff that's not being said by the person who's not really there. Why? Because the person who really is there is me and the other person who's really there is the dumb bastard follows me around that bastard so now all of a sudden the, the conversation which is a fake conversation in the first place is getting more intricate is getting more in, is getting more entertaining is getting more wonderful and now this bastard is literally now overhearing a fake conversation that he's poured himself into and now he's reacting to the stuff that the person who's not really there is not really saying and he's having a conversation through me with the person that's not really there because now this bastard is inside of this conversation and I just want to choke slam the bastard but you can't choke slam people because that's illegal hmm. so now I gotta figure out a way to get rid of this dumb bastard because at first we're having a polite conversation that's not real. And then I'm thinking, wait a second. Now this guy's a bit of a D-bag following me around, forcing himself into this conversation. But he's forcing himself into a conversation that's pleasant. It's a conversation about something that's pleasant and friendly. I wonder what would happen if this fake conversation that's friendly turned into a fake conversation that's not a fake conversation, but a fake fight. Mm. So now I act like the person on the end of the line that's really not there is saying some stuff that I don't like. And now I'm starting to argue with that person. And now that person is starting to argue with me and I'm starting to argue with that person. That person starts to argue with me, but I'm the only one that's really there because the person on the other end of the phone does not exist. And I'm thinking this bastard has got to go. Oh, I'm, let me just leave you alone. No. Now this dumb bastard is starting to moderate the argument between me and the person that ain't there. And the bad part about it is the bastard is taking the side of the person that doesn't exist. He's trying to take the side of the person I'm pretending is on the phone. Now, I really don't like the bastard. Not only are you taking up my time annoying me with stupid conversations, but you have the balls, punk, to take the side of the fake person instead of the person standing in front of you, you piece of crap bastard. And I was just going to end the phone call and walk out of there. But now I'm like, wait a minute, I can't have that. I can't have him taking the side of the person that's not really there. I got to kind of switch this fake conversation up to make me look like the good guy in the conversation to make the person that's not really there look like the bad guy in the conversation. I, You know, when you watch wrestling, when they have a guy who's a bad guy wrestler, but he's been a bad guy for a while and they now want to turn him into a, a good guy or vice versa. Well, what is called a heel turn in wrestling and wrestling, if you're a good guy, and they want to turn you into the bad guy to bump up the sales numbers or to get everybody all excited again. You do something like you beat up the hero and everyone goes, wait a minute, you were a good guy, but you beat up another good guy, which means you're now a bad guy. Boo. And if you're a bad guy and you've been a bad guy for a while and you're like, wait a second, we got to we got to spike the numbers a little bit, make it fluff things up a little bit, get things going. And we're not going to take this bad guy. Hey, that bad guy came in and saved the good guy. Now he's shaking hands with the good guy. Wait a minute. You're now a hero. Yay. Well, in this fake ass phone conversation, I was the good guy in the beginning. And I, I did this fake fight with this fake person. And now this bastard's looking at me like I'm the bad guy when I actually exist. And the other person doesn't that piece of crap. So now it's time for me to do be the bad guy 
in his mind with his punk ass who does something that switches it so I become the good guy and the other person on the phone becomes the bad guy. Now granted, since the person on the phone that's not really there can't walk into the music with, with Vince McMahon and hit me with a chair, that can't happen. So I gotta go, yeah, yeah, well why did you do this? Huh? That's why I'm mad. And then the person who's overhearing the conversation and pushing his punk ass into the conversation goes, wait a second. And now all of a sudden he's on my side and he's talking Talking to the other guy and he's getting mad at the other guy and telling me I shouldn't be friends with the person on the phone who doesn't exist in the first place. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't be a friend with this person. You know what I need to do right now? Oh, I need to end this friendship with the other person. And I'm thinking, okay, that'll do it. I'll end the friendship and I'll hang up the phone. And I'm thinking that's going to be the end of it. And I go, you know what, Bow? We need to maybe not hang out together so much, damn it. You know, you need to get yourself together and maybe we could be friends again. Okay. And I pretend to hang up on his punk ass and, I'm, and then the guy comes up to the, and the guy in front of me is now counseling me about how to get over losing a friend. And he hands me his card. And he says, you know, I do counseling sometimes. And maybe you should give this number a call. And we could talk about how you could repair your relationship with your friend. And I'm thinking, good Lord. Uh, he's not that bad of a guy. He's just annoying. Right? So now I'm like, wait a second. But I know right now he's going to see my car and he's going to, and I realize he's I'm probably going to run into his punk ass in this story again. And he's going to keep asking me questions. And if I had just talked to him in the first place and then walked and went about my business, he probably would have just said, Hey, he would have been it's one of those relationships where he waves and says hi. But now he's all invested in this fake ass relationship. And now I got to figure out a way to make another phone call or have another phone call from my fake friend to fix the relationship right in front of the bastard. <sighs> So I ordered the sandwiches and he's still talking about my fake friend. And I luckily I didn't give the fake friend a name. So I'd have to try to remember what name I used. And then I pretend like the phone call comes back. And then all of a sudden, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm the good guy now. But now it's time for the good guy, the heel on the phone to turn into a good guy. So I fake another conversation. And all of a sudden we make up in front of the bastards. And I have to say some tender, loving, you're not just a friend, you're my brother type crap to that person. And he has to say some of that, even though he's not there, back to me. And I said, you know what, man, maybe we should get together and have a couple of beers. And then the jackass in front of me goes, you know what, maybe I should come there and talk to you both and counsel you both which of course can't happen because the other guy's not real and then finally i get up i said to him i said listen in my mind i'm going i got to get rid of this dude because he's getting way too involved at first first i thought he was a jackass but now i realize he's just a nice guy who's trying too hard so i now i have to blow this punk off my sandwiches are done and the guy hands me my sandwiches i grab some sodas he's following me to the front of the store and i said you know what this is something we have to work out on our own. You've been a wonderful help. I appreciate your counseling and all of that kind of stuff. But this is we're going to take it from here. Okay, buddy, no problem. I said, all right, but thank you for your help. And then I walked out. I realized I was on the damn Bluetooth for like 15 minutes trying to figure out a way to get rid of this chump. When basically I could have just said, hey, yeah, how about that game? Bought my damn sandwiches and just walked the hell out. And it would have been a really short experience instead of a half an hour of some dude listening to me pretend to talk to somebody on the phone who wasn't there in the first place. It's me sitting there doing a half an hour of Bluetooth improv for that punk. Now, 
Would I still use my Bluetooth to get out of a conversation with somebody that I don't want to talk to? Yes, I will. But you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go, what? Oh, man, let me go someplace where no, so we can talk in private and then walk out. If I had just done that, I would have been home 38 minutes sooner. So, folks, I know that you do Bluetooth improv. Don't act like you don't. And if you don't have a Bluetooth, you use your headphones. Learn from the Yes Machine. That would be me. If you're going to use your Bluetooth headset to get rid of a douchebag so you can go about your business and not have to talk to that punk ass, it just pretend like the phone conversation starts, excuse yourself, and walk the hell out. Because you might wind up with a nutcase like I wound up with following your punk ass around the store, and you don't want that crap. This is not just for me, my friends. This is not just for the S-Machine. This is not just for the S-Man. This is not just for S-Anthony Thomas. It's not just for me. I'm trying to help you. You're damn right. <laughs> Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 303 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping back. You mean the world to me, Bastard Army. You mean the world to me. I want to thank you very much for all the kind words and the coolness that you've shown me all over the world in the countries that are listening to me and all of that kind of coolness. Thank you very much for my Twitter friends and my Facebook friends and all my online friends for all the support. Folks, if you're new to the podcast, this podcast is available every damn where iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Google Play. Uh, the home base is on Podbean. It's on Spotify. Uh, basically, all you have to do essentially just go up in, the, in, in basically Google my name. That's Anthony Thomas. And all my stuff pops up. I'm also on Instagram uh, with my name, of course, that's Anthony Thomas. And on Twitter in two places. For me specifically, my Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. For the show, it's at S. Anthony Says. If you're on Facebook, all you got to do is basically, my friends, just go search my name, S. Anthony Thomas. No, actually, search the web, search the uh, show's name, S. Anthony Says. You'll see my verified page on, on Facebook. Folks, let me tell you something. I, lo- I love every last one of you bastards. And for those of you that don't know the email, so you can send declarations of love to me, declarations of love. It's talk to s anthony at gmail.com t-a-l-k-t-o then my name s anthony at gmail.com much love to every last one of you my sassabasses in canada australia great britain my the people who are listening in china wherever you're listening my friends thank you very 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 much for being part of the bastard army much love to you, and I will see you next week. And as I've been doing for the past few years, I'm going to say goodbye on the count of three, the way that I always say goodbye. And I know from personal experience, and I know from what you said to me, and I know from what you've emailed to me that you said exactly the same time that I said. So you know what I'm going to do on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.